Welcome to my podcast, The Sharp Thoughts, a podcast about strong women with some sharp thoughts and great inspirational stories. I'm Diana Sharp, your host, a Jamaican living in Regina, Saskatchewan, also an empowerment and resilience coach for women. Most women will admit that there's nothing like having a good girlfriend who's more like a sister, someone you can share the most intimate details of your life with, someone you can cry with someone you can laugh with, celebrate wins with, someone who inspires you with their own story of grace, courage, and strength. Today, I'm excited, I'm humbled, and I just feel so good to be talking to one of my own sisters, Aineke Murray, more popularly known as Peace Raids to me and to her followers on Facebook. Aineke, welcome. I am so, so happy thank to have you, you on this platform. You. Thank you oh, for having me. It's my pleasure. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And you look I good. Honestly, <laughs> I can honestly say I'm good today. Nice. You know, my mouth is fine. No pain. Nice. I know we spoke I'm about good. that this week. I'm happy this that little week. procedure went well and that you're doing awesome. And yeah. thank you so much for still going ahead and accommodating this interview. Sure. I love your t-shirt. It's beautiful. And I know <laughs> we'll get more opportunities to talk about that as right. we progress in our interview. As our podcast says, this is a story about sisters. Woman to woman, we sit down and we talk. It's a safe space and we just share. And we hope that we do leave persons with nuggets um, that they can take away from our conversation. Right. Um, so Aniki, the most interesting thing for me is your name, Peace Reigns. Um, yeah. I've always seen it on Facebook and for years I've always been intrigued. And I just think it's an amazing name. Talk to me about what, what does your name mean? Okay, so if I'm going to talk about what Peace Reigns means, I'm going to have to talk about what Anike means. Anike really is the blessed one. And... Um, when, when you have a certain connection, when you have a certain relationship with God, it forces you to not only recognize that you're blessed, but you also walk as if you are. That's and in order for you to walk as if you're blessed, you have to walk, talk, live your life base, basically from a peaceful standpoint. So peace reigns is really saying that peace reigns within me. Yeah. So you know, if you're in my space, if I, if I enter your circle, it should be a situation where I'm bringing that wherever I am. And if you enter my space, you should feel the same way. So, and all of that comes from God, you know, the, the inner peace, the, the, the love, the light, and all these different things come from God. And because I am a part of God, I found it only fitting to choose that name because of everything that it took for me to get and understand that level of peace. Yeah. yeah. I think that's powerful. And, yeah. um, and for me, there are some words that I used to define myself to, and peace has always been one of them. And I've always said to persons, one of, that's one of the things I'm grateful for as a Christian mm -hmm. also. Um, I could have gained other things. You could have, I could have gained right. wealth. Um, different things, different material yeah. things, and even some spiritual things too. But I believe that once you have peace mm -hmm. and you live in peace, yes. I just believe that's where the spirit of God resides. Um, mm -hmm. And so if you just take him everywhere with you, then it impacts yeah. you around you. So I think, I think that's just so powerful that it's Definitely. your identity and it also speaks to your brand. 
it transcends yeah. into everything that you do, everything, into the blogs right. that you write, the right. messages that you create and your businesses. We're right. going to get into all of that, but I want to hear more about who Anika is. Anika, mm-hmm. talk to me about what it was like growing up in Jamaica. For a long time, it was just me, you know, yes. um, only child. So, you know, when you're only child, you're spoiled. Everybody's spoiled. Yeah. So, um, you know, so my life pretty much was like that where, you know, my parents always made sure that I had everything that I wanted. It yeah. needed, actually. Right. And some of the things that I wanted. What are some of your memorable experiences that helped life to shape who you are today? <laughs> Listen, life was good and stress-free, you know. <laughs> um, all right. So growing up in Jamaica, you know, I never had to, like, wonder, man, I have no food to eat later. Those were never like concerns for me. And then even so, like when my sister and my brother came along, same thing, you know, so our parents always created an atmosphere or a space that was filled with love. You know what I mean? Listen, growing up, my house never yet empty. Somebody always in my house, (laughs) like my parents helped everybody. So, you know, whether we were like, somebody come over for dinner or a situation happening, somebody has to like stay in our house for a little bit. We always had other people around us. Henceforth, precious gems, you know, that whole concept of helping and all of that stuff. So, um, had a lot of fun in Jamaica. No lie. I had, my father was very strict, you know, um, pick up your book, let him can go outside and play. You do your homework, stuff, stuff like that, you know. Um, and I used to get mad, come and say, but my friend them outside and play, or friend them can do this. And it's like for him, it was a do all of these things first, and then you can go outside and you can have fun. You know, my mother now was the one who she used to come in and, and defend us, you know. Yeah. She come in and say, no man. Typical mommy. Yeah, you know, but they were balanced. So it yeah. couldn't, it wasn't a situation where I go to one and say, all right, we can do such and such. And one said no, and then go to the next one and say, we can do such and such. To hear a yes. My father would always say, where your mother say? And mommy would say, where your father say? So I understood from early on that that wasn't a game that I could play with them because they've already know the game, you know? Um... So, yeah, and then, like I said, you know, we we're always, like, helping other people. You know, our home was one of those homes where you could come. You yes. know, um, our table was one of those tables that you could eat from. Yes. And it wasn't just my parents, but, like, my grandfather, my yes. grandmother. It's like, they were, I don't know, I'm a body in our family, where it seemed like on both sides, most of us are basically the same. Right. So even when I, we used to go country, because my grandfather was, you know, he lived in Portland. And even when I went to like visit my grandfather, everybody knew my grandfather was yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that kind of sense. So what I'm hearing from your story then is that there was a sense of community. Yes. The importance definitely. of sharing with others, um, the importance of giving back and the importance yes. of education. And yes. I like what you said, first things first, do what you have to do then you mm-hmm. can go outside and play. Yeah. Oftentimes yes. we view that as strict, but those are very, those are, those are good values for us to take through yes. your life. Definitely. So tell definitely. me how some of that helped you 
when you mm-hmm. transitioned to the U.S.? What, was, what were some of the things that you took with you that helped you to navigate this new space? Um, I would say bounce back ability. Yeah. <laughs> and I Resilience. Because, yo, America is a complex. First of all, when I came yeah. to the U.S., I, I graduated high school, was in Jamaica for a year, and then I came here. And completely different. I mean, like I used to visit, you know, but it's different to visit in America than actually living in America. Yes. You know, because you always, when you're on vacation, you figure, you want money, I follow to the sky. <laughs> you know, you can't pick up gold off of the street. You know, that kind of, yes. you know what I mean? So you expect everything to be all like glitz and glamour. And then you realize that it's not as friendly no. as when you're just visiting, you know, it takes on a whole different spin. So I had to learn very quickly how to be even more resilient, yeah. you know, because I didn't come with my parents. I came alone, you know, um, because what happened is my parents asked me after, you know, high school and stuff, what I wanted to do if I wanted to go to UA or if I wanted to come here and go to college. And I was like, no oh, man, I want, you know, I want to go up and, and go college and stuff like that. And girl I was really expecting that everything was going to be grand (laughs) but I learned a lot of lessons along the way but it was it it, because of how I was groomed back home I was able to navigate and I was also able to learn how to stand on my own you know because everything you know you run to mommy and daddy daddy mommy it's not like that here because I'm by myself. Right. So I learned to be stronger. Yes. I learned how to keep pushing even when things are not the greatest. Right. And um, I also learned how to rely on myself more. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, so what do you think was the most important lesson then you learned through that entire experience? Um, was it the self-reliance piece? Was it the resiliency, um, which is your ability to b- just bounce back in the face? Yeah, of resilience. Was resilience. Resilience. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, peace. I really love, really love yes. your responses to my question. What mm-hmm. made you strong, courageous, and resilient? We joked about right. it weeks afterwards, and you're like, I don't remember what I wrote. <laughs> if you can just take us back, what it mean, what what it really means to you to be resilient what it really means to you to bounce back and what has that mm-hmm. looked like in your own circumstances? Tell me about um, your time when you have had to be truly resilient. I could use more than one, but the one that, that stood out the most is when, when, you know, I first came here, I came to, I went to Mississippi, not big city, you know, uh, more country setting, um, that kind of stuff. And, you know, so I was with my uncle and, you know, like his family and stuff like that. And, I had to, you know, when I was there, messed up with dirt road. <laughs> dirt road. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's more of a country feel. So yes. everything there is different from like how New York, New York is looks, and, and yes. all those different things. And, you know, what I had to learn now was how to adjust. One, I had to adjust to how they live yes. as opposed to how I was living in Jamaica. Um, you know, so completely different rules, completely different expectations. And, you know, as I was there and I was trying to figure out, my mommy young, me, I'm still a teenager, you know, trying to figure out, okay, where do I want to go? 
as far as, um, you know, school, you know, direction and stuff like that. And, you know, in, in doing all of that and, and, you know, trying to adjust to being in this family then, so to speak, and all these different things, you know, I had to make a decision. Yeah. And, and my decision was to, I can't stay here and be who I really want to be. So girl, one day, I was watching this commercial on TV for school. And, you know, after they finished, you know, doing the whole advertisement and stuff, me took up the phone and me called the number. This was for DeVry University. And, you know, pick up the phone and I called and I set everything up. Uncle don't know, wife don't know, nothing. And made the call and stuff. And then after they had like, you know, sent information to the house, then now I went to them and I was like, um, so <laughs> this is what I did. And I presented the stuff and, you know, his wife was like, all right, so you know, she took me to go take, because you had to do like an entrance exam. She took me to go take the exam. I had to move from Mississippi to Columbus, Ohio. On your own. By myself once again. Now, Columbus was a little bit more of a city, but still country feel. Yeah. And very different once again, but I was, again, by myself. So it's like in, in making these strides and these steps by myself, I realized what I had inside of me. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. That, um, that's innate ability to just yes. keep adjusting and growing. So even time. when like, um, you know, I got there to Ohio and, you know, living because I had roommates and stuff like that, completely different from me because, you know, they're Americans. So of course, their lifestyle is different from mine. You know, I had to learn how to not take like the things that they would say to me as insults, right. how to not take them personally, you know, so dealing with all of that, have to study, have to make sure they pass your exam and all those different things built me up. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Built up your resilience. And what I'm hearing yeah. is... Um, you did a few things. You shifted your mindset. And, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes... and. And, and that's what a lot of people, when they ask you, what really makes you resilient? Going into a new space, adapting, mm -hmm. changing, and growing. Because um, you're, you're choosing not to remain the same. But what I heard was two things. You looked at your mindset and you recognized that if I wanted to be more or do more, I had to um, yeah. shift from where I was, sorry. Yeah. And you also had to change location. Mm -hmm. and, and that might not have been easy, but you went ahead and you did it. And that was yeah. so amazing. What did you study? I did business and um, computers. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Business and nice. computers. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I follow you on a few social media platforms. I know you're a Christian. I know you're an ambassador for Christ. You boldly profess your faith and love for God, which yes. is a distinguishing feature of your brand. And that is truly an admirable trait. It's something I've always admired about you and respect about you. And this is where I want us to spend a little bit um, of time. I want us to talk about your faith in God and what Christianity means to you. Mm -hmm. Talk about your journey. What are some of the amazing things that God has just brought you through that you've just said, wow, this is a God moment. Okay. Um, okay. So it hasn't always been a glitz and glamour with God. When you transition from living in the world, so to speak, yes. and, and choosing to walk with God, you figure, we're not going to have no stress. We're not going to have no issues. Everything is going to be all gravy. 
And then what you what you realize along the way is with trials are still coming. Yeah. Um, detours seem like they're even more. <laughs> you know, but in so in the beginning it was a little like itchy. You yeah. know, wondering if I made the right choice. Like what should I? You know what I mean? So it was it was like that. No lie, it was yes. like that. It wasn't your hot or your cold. Very lukewarm. Yeah. You know, just trying to to navigate trying to figure it out, trying to, and then what changed? I, mean, I, recognize, I recognize that I was trying to do it. Yes. Me, I need me, peace. Me alone can't do it yeah. at all. Like we absolutely, absolutely cannot do it by ourselves. No. When we make a decision to transition, oh my God, you need Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Allah, the angel. Like, you really need that community, Absolutely. heavenly community to, like, yes. really push you. And then um, the thing about me is that if something happens, Lord, why that happen? Because I have to understand. Right. You know, um, it used to be a situation where I was like, why me, Lord? Why does I happen? What me do? And then I said, but I go, I go back to see if, like, I committed some great sin back in the back and now I'm paying for it. So I used to go through all of that stuff. Yeah. And then it became a situation now where he stopped me in my tracks. He, he stopped me, like literally stopped me in my tracks. And I had, and taught began to teach me himself. Yes. You know what I mean? And in doing that, that's how now I started to, to grow more in him. That's how I started to recognize that it wasn't about what church you go to. It wasn't about how I dress, you know, whether or not my one earring, if my one shot. It, 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 none of that stuff matters if your heart is not in the right place. If your heart is not in the right place. Yeah. You know, so it's like God himself told me those. Yeah. You know, so it's like a lot of times, like when I go to church and, you know, pastor preaching and all these different things, I said, what Lord, when my Lord help me understand. Yes. And sometimes the Holy Spirit debunk everything when we learn in a church. Yes. Not even learn, but everything that I heard, heard in church. Right. Yes. Yes. And I was like, you know what? You teach me yourself. Okay. So that when I begin to walk the walk, talk the talk, and others can see truly what is in, in you. And, yes. and they will like associate that with the true and living God. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I didn't Absolutely. want no watered down girl. I didn't want no watered down version. I wanted to live and still do authentically for God. Amen. Right. But the journey has not been an easy one. You I know, definitely that, not. Yeah, definitely not. But God has So come I live through. my life yeah. then now in 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 that space. You know, um sometimes I step out the line still. And God Himself, come away. We need to have a conversation. <laughs> and I have to sit and I have to listen and I have to search myself. Yes. You know, but I like that I am so submissive to the point now where I can actually take that correction without feeling as if I am being chastised greatly by Him because He doesn't love me. Right. But it's because of the love. That's why, why He chastens he, you. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whom he loveth, he chastens. Yes. He also 
you know what? I struggled with that word for many years, many, many years. And I remember mm-hmm. in 2015, a girlfriend shared that word with me again. Because I, I always thought, why were you so hard on me, God, right? And there were things that others would do and get away with. And I always wanted to know, why, why can't I get away with those things? Or, you know, I, I used to talk to God like that. And mm-hmm. she said to me, you know, whom he loveth, he chasteneth. And right. we just have to accept that. Yes. Um, in one yeah. of our conversations, we talked about godly relationships and mm-hmm. friendships. Peace, why is that important to you? Why is it so important um, for us as Christians to cultivate godly relationships and friendship? <laughs> Girl, because you have some people out there in this world, sometimes the people that you choose aren't necessarily the right people for you. Um, what I was saying is that, you know, a lot of times when you, you get connected to people or you choose people to be in your space, in your circle. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not necessarily be the ones that God wants for you. Yes. You know what I mean? But remember, God gives us all you know, freedom of choice and all these different things. So you still choose. Um, and, and what I've learned, you know, as I've grown and, and matured is that and everybody with their own, you want the best for you. So. Truth. Can you just <laughs> say that again, please? <laughs> not everyone who is around you. Want the best for you. No, like, and can I just share something on that point? And you know what I've also learned, Um, and and this was my experience when I was migrating to Canada in 2015. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't want the best for you. I've learned this, like, the Holy Spirit took it apart for me, like, in two different scenarios. It's not that they do not want the best for you, it's sometimes. That this mm-hmm. dream that's inside of you, what's inside of you, only you can comprehend it, and yeah. they just can't get it. I remember sure. when I was coming to Canada, um, and I love my family dearly. Mom is one of my closest best friends. Grandma is aging. But I remember they could not see the vision. They couldn't grasp it. Right. And they did not accept that this was either God's will for my life, mm-hmm. the best interest for my life, or as making the best decision. They right. felt I was, I was doing so well in Jamaica. My grandma would often say to me, the things you're going there to do, you can do mm-hmm. that and more here. You can accomplish more. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was a manager at, um, at a large telecommunications company. We had mm-hmm. just bought the house in 2012. They saw me providing for them. And for my mom, I think she was losing her best friend. Mm-hmm. was losing the person who we drove to work every morning with. Mm-hmm. Um, she was okay. losing that person who picked her up every evening. My mom was my confident um, and I was hers. If right. I had a problem with a guy, I would go and I was like, mommy, honestly, at 32, I'd be like, mommy, why guys weave these kind of stories? And she'd be like, girl, <laughs> let me tell you about when I was growing up and your father right. and your sister's father. And she was so honest with me and so loving and so caring with her advice. And, and maybe I didn't mm-hmm. look at how much my moving would have affected them. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I think about it, and I, and I always respectfully honor my friends' views and persons' views that differ from my own. Because oftentimes we may label them as bad and negative and detracting, but sometimes they just cannot grasp what God wants from you and what mm-hmm. you have inside of you. Right. The, the, the vision wasn't given to them, so they can't see it. So it's mm-hmm. not that they don't want to, they don't have the capacity to. to see it. And so we just have to be fair when, when and, and, and oftentimes, sometimes our friends don't mean us any ill will. But they're looking from their own limited lens. And, up, and, then I've, and I've, what I've also seen too, the, second, the flip side of that is those who sometimes see you only as they want to see you. Right, yes. 
and, yes. and they want to see that 15 year old or 16 year old or they want to see yes. that person that missed them many years ago and they don't want to let go and, and mm -hmm. allow you to transition to something greater so that's true that's it's important true. and i and i agree with you that it's important that we have godly friendships mm -hmm. and people that will pray for us definitely people that will um celebrate us um yes. i remember when i came to you and i shared with you the different things that i wanted to do and just working on this podcast and you were happy mm -hmm. for me and yes. you were happy to come on board and that's what godly friendships do yeah uh, we collaborate we don't compete there you know, we can do the same business or similar business, but we can all support each other. Yes. Um, I came up with my t-shirt business. You were so excited to support. You exactly. also have a t-shirt business. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Ineke, the entrepreneur, the God-centered businesswoman, and all the things you're doing. All that, right? Because you're doing so much. And I want to give space to that. I really want to share with our listeners some of the great work that you're doing. So okay. talk to me about your boutique. All right, so to talk about the boutique, we're going to have to start with Precious Checks. Yes. So we're going to have to start with the um, not-for-profits first. Why? Because that was the very, very first thing that I, that I started to do. Um, this is actually year three for us. And when the vision of Precious Gems came to me, I thought Precious Gems was supposed to be a daycare, right? Anyway, I remember one day I'm like, all right, Lord, so I'm going to start a daycare and, you know, how is all of this supposed to come together? And in the midst of me, like, thinking about it in this concept, you know, when I started doing it and people started, like, supporting and, you know, sending stuff and all these, and then when people said money, and I said, well, I've got to wonder people don't think that I'm going to take money. You know, like, all those thoughts, right, right. you know, I went through all of that. And then, um, you know, once we got everything done, then I went home you know, and started to do like the distribution and stuff just to work. Cause we went to like schools, we went to um, children's home, we went to the old age home and like being able to interact with all of these different people made me realize and understand why God said what he said. That's when now the whole, everything came now. So this is what, you know, I'm going to be doing, you know, and because of course, Jamaica, you know, um, started it there right. you know and then also because of how I grew up you know my parents them always help everybody in that old world world so it's like that got passed down also to me right. so the first year in doing it like you know asking for donations and all of that stuff girl I was nervous because I've never done anything like that right. you know on such a large scale and um the Holy Spirit was like but who said that it was supposed to have been a thinking? wow you know, and I was like, but that's just basically what I was thinking, you know, precious gem, the good kids, whatever. So that's when now, like, he started to unfold and, and show me that, you know, precious gems was more than just about young children. It was also about the elderly. Right. You know, all, all of us are his precious gems. We're, we're all precious to him, right. you know, not just babies, but all of us. Right. And um, so initially, I didn't even think it was going to be a situation where it would have been two years, three years. I was just like, okay, one year, you know, one off thing, blah, blah. But then it continued. Right. You know, so it you give back. You give back school supplies. Yes. To children in schools. Supplies. Yes. And do you do food too? Yes. Food, so clothing. Food, clothing, yeah. Okay, awesome. And also, um, 
like items for the older people. You know, when you're older, you need like the clear items, yeah. Right. So those things also, you know. So and this year, because of everything with the COVID, um, I did a little bit more because it was just so much more that was needed. Yeah. You know, so every year we've been able to, and my family is a part of it too. So every year we've been able to really do what it is that God has really and truly called me to do. My biggest issue so far has been customs, but we're not going to talk about Jamaica customs right now. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or if we talk about them, it's just to put out a positive, you know, thing in the atmosphere, a positive declaration that that in the years to come, that year four, you know, you shall have ease and good passage. Yes. in good Jesus. access in Jesus' name. Yeah, we pray that everything will go well and cost yes. will be reduced and there will be no burdens, you know. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Good thing. So yeah. um, so from that now, um, when when COVID kicked in, yes, and we were, you know, everybody's home now, working from home. And one day I was in my bed sleeping, minding my business, and I got woken up out of my sleep. Yeah. And, and these things happen a lot. You know me. I mean? Wake up, I'm a check morning. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me about, like, purpose and, and, and the direction that, you know, I'm supposed to go in and all these different things. And from COVID came my first devotional. Yeah. Um, it came the idea for the cups. From COVID came idea for everything that I'm now doing Doing, like in the midst of from March till like around July all these things just started like coming out of the air manna from heaven spiritual manna that's how he feeds his children um in a desert which for me is what covid was I remember I've gone through two desert um desert periods two Mm -hmm. unemployment periods right right and those were my deserts and 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 God had spoken to me about just creating streams for his children in a desert so you know he'll be uh, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night and he'll send manna to feed and and i'm just exceedingly amazed at how god has fed his children materially and spiritually um, during this time and i've just deposited lots of gems inside of us yes um, yes. things that we can bring to fruition definitely Um, so how can we find you well you know facebook kicked me off okay (laughs) i'm not on facebook anymore i'm still working on no problem but um, and on Instagram, I am the voice of peace and the number one. Okay. Good. You know, I also have a website where I do blogs and, you know, where I have like the products that I'm selling and all these different things. So it's peacereignswithin.com. Awesome. You know, that's my website. And then, um, you know, my Instagram, um, I have not gotten the, the go ahead to really like do the whole Facebook thing yet. You know, so I'm really waiting. That's you know, um, that's yeah. Our, that's yeah. not the only avenue, and sometimes it's right. we have to control exactly. our own um, media, our medium, yeah. and so it's good that you have your own website. Right. So right. it's peace reigns within, within dot com, dot com. Mm-hmm. Yes. and it's reigns with a G. Yes. All right. Awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we spoke about giving back and why that's important for you. Um, What's next for you? What's next for Aineke Murray? 
What is next? Oh, wow, girl. My next is one with precious gems to do it on a larger scale. So I don't want to just, not just Jamaica, but I actually want it to become, you know, something bigger. So I'm actually like looking into some things, you know, as far as that part is concerned, you know, how we can expand because it's not just Jamaica that needs help. Um, as far as, you know, more devotionals, definitely. Definitely more writings along the way, yes, nice. you know, so yeah, so everything we're, we're working on, but you know, sometimes we can't move until God says so, we can't go ahead of God, yeah, right, so even though, you know, the plans are being set in place and I'm doing certain things, I'm also waiting because I don't want to step outside of God's will, no, and then everything mash up, Same you too. know, so I am learning in this period too, how to completely trust God. Yes. Girl, Absolutely. And I think yeah. you're Mr. Complete. Completely trust God. Yeah. I'm I'm really learning how to wait, yeah. not get flustered and frustrated when things are not moving in the microwave kind of pace that I would expect that it would move. Right. But to understand that when God does it it's done perfectly. Absolutely. So wait. While you're planning you're still Wait. waiting. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I couldn't think of a better note on which to wrap up. Um, and, and, and as always, I just want to take these, I always want to take away some gems and some nuggets from our different conversations. And for me, the things that I heard you say today that really, really stuck with me was that shift from Mississippi to Ohio. You <laughs> recognize that the place you were Mm -hmm. not the place that you wanted to be and you knew that right. there was more inside of you yeah. so you shifted both your mental state and your physical state Definitely. and for me that speaks a lot to your resilience and your mm -hmm. ability just to keep going even right. when things don't look the way that they should look yeah. um, and if it means going alone then you're prepared to do that Definitely. but then the Definitely. second point um, supplements that in that it's important not to walk this road alone and that we can't do it in our own strength mm -hmm. and right. it's important to go with God um, and so as you have grown, you have taken God with you in everything. Yes. Yes. And I think the last thing you just said is our third nugget, which seals up everything, completely submitting to his will yes. and just completely trusting and relying God for all things and in everything. Mm -hmm. It was an honor. It was a privilege. Um, yes. I laughed. <laughs> it's amazing when people have gone through a much lived life or yes. you know, many years and and they've had really, really good moments, really mm -hmm. good upbringing with their family, um, really good educational um, journeys and stories. Tough, right. challenging, but good. Um, yes. And that we can continue just to go from strength to strength. Mm -hmm. I wish you all the best. I want you Thank to go you. ahead and share you. your Instagram handle again and your website and, yes. and just how we can contact you. So it's the voice of peace and the number one for Instagram. And the website is Peace Reigns, R E I G N S, within Backup. So awesome. you can find your weekly blogs, daily motivation, financial peace, because we all need to learn about you know, our finances. Absolutely. So we got a little bit of everything on the website. Awesome. Right. And um, more to come, more to come. <laughs> you yes. have lots of sunshine over there. I want you yes, to send some to Canada. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. cold where I am today and lots of snow outside, but I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. And I brought my own sunshine. 
Yes, you did. Thank you so much for joining us. Another exciting story. Another inspirational leader and woman in business, Miss Aniki Murray. Thank you so much. Please do like and share and follow us and listen to us on your favorite podcast channel. Thank you.